there's so many great ideas, but they don't have to, you don't have to act on all those great ideas and take back into any decision that you're making again, leading your household, leading your company, your employees, whoever that is, is this decision getting you closer to your vision or further away? Because every decision that you make is doing one or the other. So if you're not crystal clear on the vision that you have for your business, for your relationship, that's where you got to start. Start there, get crystal clear on that. And then the decisions that you make from there should be able to be easier to make them in which Ash can be confident that I'm making the best decision for us as a family, whether it's getting us closer to the vision or further away and vice versa. Like when I'm gone, I know as you know, the decisions that she's making, because we've come together, we're, we're clear on the vision. Those decisions are getting us further away or closer. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. In order to leave a legacy, you need to live your legacy of excellence through the five power pillars, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and financial. Now, our programs are specifically designed to give you the blueprint and strategies that you need to gain an edge in the most important areas of your life. Join us in creating the next wave of kingdom entrepreneurs and become the CEO of your life by visiting King's councilcoaching.com and connect with one of our team members today. High performers, business owners, CEOs, entrepreneurs, I am calling you out. May 6th and 7th, we are hosting the next Become the CEO of Your Life event in Austin, Texas. These are high-performance two-day events. More than an event, man, these things are a true experience. So if you're looking to level up your relationships, maybe accelerate your business or your career, or even break through those barriers that have been holding you back, then this is an absolute must-attend event. So text CEO to 727-472-3860 for more information. Again, CEO to 727-472-3860. We'll see you there. To download our Kingdom Money Principle Cheat Sheet, text the word money to 727-472-3860. Again, text the word money to 727-472-3860. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek, and we have got a treat today. If you're watching on YouTube, you see who's with me, my one and only, Ash. What's up, babe? Happy to be here. She's not really that happy (laughs) to be here, but I appreciate you being here. Anytime. Yes. Oh, anytime. You guys heard that. You heard that. So maybe we'll make it say... A regular. Sounds great. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, Ash is my wife, Ash Lee. We are here in Minnesota, actually in, I call it our studio, but we're literally just sitting in our basement. I thought it would be great to do an episode as, you know, we've been talking a lot about kingdom money principles. We just came off like a three-part series with Christian on success and really what true success actually is, uh, biblical success, not success of what we think the world calls success, but really just to understand who we are and the purpose that God actually created for us um, or created us for, excuse me. And and then through that, I thought, man, I think it would be a perfect time 
for Ash to hop back on. And if you guys have listened to, or if you have not listened to an episode that we did, it's been almost a year ago now, where it was essentially just our story, uh, how we met, not under the most ideal circumstances, uh, where we were at in our lives at that time. So, and then really how it's evolved. But what I asked Ashley to do is to come on here and really just share what it's like to be married to an entrepreneur. We'll call it that because I think that we came from completely different, maybe mindsets, we'll call it, of what what we were told we should be doing to go to school, get a job, things along those lines, which wasn't something that I, I mean, wasn't something that I saw modeled at all in my life, but then knowing that I knew what I wanted, so I was going to accomplish that. I knew I had to drive for entrepreneurship. And and so it was just like, that's what I'm going to do. And coming into the picture with, well, I guess you coming into the picture, pretty much jumping right into, there's not a whole lot of structure. There's not a whole lot of uh, order in an entrepreneur's life. So you got to be very intentional about putting things in place and almost employing yourself to to be intentional with with how we're actually approaching life, uh, how we're approaching our family, you know, still making those priorities and, and things along those lines. So I'm going to quit talking. I want you to talk about what that's actually like. Well, for those that don't know too, here I said I was going to quit talking, but <laughs> Ash is a, a nurse anesthetist. Okay. So she has a master's degree in nursing, super smart, way smarter than I am. And she's phenomenal at her job. She works at Children's Hospital here in Minneapolis now. And so that's what she's done. And and then that's just kind of what what you've you've thought you probably you're always gonna do. And you're you're gonna continue to always probably do that. But there's just I can I say just being married to to me has has maybe opened up eyes to like different things or opportunities that we could do together and still be fulfilling our purpose. Because part of the reason I wanted to do this episode coming off the purpose is like our purpose in life is not what we do for work. There's such a greater purpose above and beyond what we do for work, what we do to make money, that may be what we do while we're fulfilling our purpose. But I know that you have that incredible gifting in, in what you do, but knowing that it's just there's so much more out there. I think it's helpful to start with, even when I was in high school, in my mind, I was going to graduate high school and go to college, period. There was absolutely no other option. And it wasn't a pressure from my parents. It was a within me that that's what you did. You graduated high school, then you went to college. So I did that. I worked hard, got my master's in anesthesia, and I absolutely love what I do. And it is a job. And as you always say, that our purpose isn't necessarily our job or how we make money. I happen to pick a field that I feel like I have a gifting in, and I love it. I love doing it. And it's funny because I was driving home with Ellie an hour ago and she looked at me and she said, Ash, how old do you have to be to get a job? And I don't know. She must be wanting to buy something. I'm not sure why. She said that. And I was thinking, I knew we were doing this today. I was like, wow, she would have asked me that even a year and a half ago. I probably would have said, oh, you know, you have to be 16 and then you can get a job at whatever. You know, and I answered it differently than I would have answered it a year ago, just being around you and how you speak and how people in King's Council speak. And I said, well, you have a lot of options. You can, she loves baking. I said, you could bake and sell your baked goods. You could walk dogs. She loves animals. I said, there's so many ideas we could talk about for you to make money. 
at 37, my mindset has changed on entrepreneurship. And however, sometimes not the issue that I have is. That's where it's going to get good, right. guys. <laughs> I feel like some people need to have jobs, quote unquote. Like I need to be, I pray every day before I go to work that I will be an example to other people. I work in Minneapolis. It's, I feel like I'm going into the lion's den every day. There's not a lot of Christian influence there. So I pray that I could be an example of what Jesus would be like. And I, and I pray for that. And I want people to become Christian lawyers and Christian doctors and, and all those things. But that's also not the only path. There's so many ways to go. And I think something we can do for our kids is show them every single possibility and then they can use their own giftings and choose a path to go down. Yeah. No, that's great. That's good. I think you think that I just devalued jobs or employment. It must be my perception sometimes <laughs> how you deliver well, it. Well, perception <laughs> is reality. It's perception is your reality. We all have our perception. So what I'm going to just make crystal clear, if you have a job, if you're employed, wonderful. Where my heart and what I feel is part of my purpose on this earth is to get people to understand that the difference between an employee and an entrepreneur is 100% mindset. It's not, you can still work an hourly wage or work for a job and get paid an hourly wage and still be an entrepreneur. Because what I believe is that entrepreneurship is God-given, number one, because we are, if we are created in his image, we are created by the ultimate creator. So we all have creativity. We all have ways to to think differently, but full well knowing that we're here to grow. If we go to Genesis 128, the great commission is that we are to be fruitful, to produce, to multiply, to have dominion, to subdue this earth. That's what we're supposed to do. And that is all based upon the mindset that we have. So I love employees. I love jobs if you still have the ability. And what I what I mean by that is like while you still go, you're working for a company or an organization, the mindset of an entrepreneur is that you're an undertaker. You're undertaking the task at hand, whatever that is, and you're gonna operate in excellence. Because if you do that, you ultimately will be elevated. You will absolutely. And that's what I mean by having that that entrepreneur mindset and not settling for mediocrity, but wanting to grow, striving to grow and doing it with that intention. So just be clear on that. The way that you just explained <laughs> that was the best I've ever heard it. Oh, so that was very helpful. That's good. So you guys, this is uh, Marriage Counseling 101. <laughs> Happening before your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so I love what you just mentioned about Elbel, the, the example, because we are going to be rolling out a youth entrepreneurship kind of curriculum, really more so, I I call it an entrepreneurship curriculum, but it's probably more so a, a leadership development program for kiddos. And I'm going to have Ellie be doing some of this with me to help them to understand or to really just teach them how to, how to think creatively and not be, you know, just continually indoctrinated, which is what I really believe the school system has done uh, and is doing intentionally to keep people with that employee type mindset versus, you know, thinking about things in a creative way and being able to come up with new ideas and insights and ways to go about doing things. So that's our youth program that we've got going on. But what I want to really just continue to focus on here is as other couples, maybe that are, the wife could be the entrepreneur in this situation too, the entrepreneur mindset in this situation, we'll call it, that has a husband that 
maybe doesn't work or has a job, but just the dynamic between those two type of relationships. I want to really focus in on that and, and serve them during this episode, babe. So coming into when we first got together, um, which we're coming up on six years here, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, it's crazy, six years of marriage. Mm-hmm. So we were together a couple of years prior to marriage. And again, if you go back and listen to that other episode, our first year of marriage was not great. It was rough, but I think it, I mean, rough in the fact that we were not fighting for each other. It was really like, we're both running this race, but we weren't doing it in a manner like we were growing together. We were growing, oftentimes we were growing apart in just how we approached situations. And so it's really, it's really only been the past few years that it's like a couple years, we'll even call it, Mm -hmm. particularly this past year where we've, I think, really grown together and are on, have that clear vision and, and mission and purpose of, of what we're actually doing here. So what type of advice, I guess, would you give a couple, no matter if they're just married or if they're you know, 40, 50 years into this thing, but there's like maybe two different dynamics, any sort of advice that you would give one, of, one or the other? So just a, a snapshot of what it looks like, almost a, a week in the life or a month in the life, Riley would be gone usually Monday to Wednesday. And we have Ellie half the time, and I was working full-time. So I have my full-time job. Riley's out of the house traveling half the week. He gets home. We have Ellie. You know, all the stuff that goes along with raising kids, and I'm still working. So it was a struggle to find a way that, that worked to feel like everyone's needs were being met in that situation. Because... You need time with Ellie. We need time together. There's a lot of moving parts to that situation. Something that helped me immensely, and it's been in the past year, is for me the most important thing is for me to seek God first and Riley to seek God first. And you have to start there, just period. That's where you start. And then after that, then you come together And something that I'm interested to see what you feel about this, my views on submission and how I believe I've been living out being a submissive wife for the past almost year, I'd say. And I believe as a wife and a woman, we are called to be submissive. And we can go deeper into that if you think that's helpful. But how do you feel that I've been being submissive Meaning, what I mean by that, people have it's a, a negative, negative connotation with submission. What I mean by that, and what the Bible calls us to do as wives, is let our husband lead our house. He is led by God, and we are led by him. And how I walk it out is I trust him with all the major decisions and finances in the household. And I've found that being silent is extremely beneficial for both of us. I'm a type A personality, and especially with the line of work I'm in, I make decisions very quickly, and I know what to do to to fix things, and I felt the same in our relationship. I was like, well, this is what we need to do. I'm going to say it, and I'm loud about it, and I don't care. I'm not very tactful with how I can say things. <laughs> but within the past year, I and I pray every day, Lord, Help me be silent when I need to be silent. So that's what I mean. That's the start of submission. And I feel like that has been a game changer in our marriage. And and it it can be frustrating. Like I said, he's gone a lot. He's working a lot. 
I'm working, I'm homeschooling LA. There's a lot of moving parts. And even if I feel like Riley doesn't deserve me to be submissive, I'm submissive because God has called me to be submissive. So that's what I mean. I hope that explained what I mean by that and interested if you, what you feel yeah. about that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Great explanation because I want people, wives to know like you type A wives that are usually dominant, maybe in relationships, understanding that there's nothing negative. It's actually probably more honoring or more impactful that you're choosing to be that. And it's not in a, uh, and for husbands listening to this too, like to have a wife that's submissive is not that you're a dominating, a dictator preface on the first part of that word, because you can be that in, in that type of relationship. And the only way that you're going to be able to continue to lead the way that God has intended you to lead is if you are consulting your spouse and you are bringing her in and receiving that counsel and that wisdom on how to make the best decision for the household, which is, you know, you've done an incredible job, even if, you know, I don't know if there's been times where you're, you disagree, but you're still allowing me to make that decision and then kind of maneuvering or figuring out our way through it. So that's been incredible for us. And really over the past year, as Ash said, when we really kind of started in that, because oftentimes it would be combative in our discussions or in maybe what we're going to do or, or how we're going to approach a situation. So that's what submissive is. And so I just want to make sure that that's crystal clear. Does that make sense mm -hmm. for people? Okay, cool. So that being said, then within that, as a man who has that role, there can certainly be a lot of pressure maybe on that or a lot of stress. And some of us rise to that and like thrive in that. And then some may feel overwhelmed with that. Like I have to make the decision, but know that that is your role. If you are the man of the household, that is your role. And that's, you know, how God created you, even if you may not feel that way, that like it, it's time to step into that role and be able to make those decisions full well understanding and knowing that you have a teammate on your side that if it is the wrong decision that, Hey, we're going to still, we're going to game plan together and figure out, you know, how to move forward. So, and these skills can be any type of decisions. It could be to homeschool your child or to not, these don't have to be huge, major decisions. It could be just simple things as well. But I think the big, this biggest thing is communication in any relationship, but most importantly in your, your spousal relationship. So the reason I brought it up as it pertains to what we're talking about, having a spouse that is, an entrepreneur, which means late hours. It's not a nine to five. We don't sit down and eat dinner together every night. That's not the reality of the situation. So I brought up submission because I trust that every moment you're spending not with us is for a great purpose. And another thing that's worth saying is the life that we're living on earth is not our main priority. And when you change your mindset to kingdom mindset and we're doing this for the kingdom us not eating dinner every night together or him being gone it's because we're working for a bigger purpose so when you have the bigger purpose mindset and then submission I can't remember the last time we had an issue with your schedule or I felt abandoned or not a priority which is honestly how you can feel as a wife whose husband is gone or working late, you can let those thoughts 
well, he should be spending time with me. We should be doing this. We should be eating dinner together. We should be going and doing X activity or whatever. But take your selfishness out of it and know that he is leading your family and what he's doing is for a greater purpose. Then it's more of a harmony. And I feel like I just see what needs to get done and we get it done. Sometimes as a team and sometimes individually. Yep. And that all ties together with communicating what needs done and how that looks, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. That's great, babe. Because I want to be clear too with people that if you have the ability to do family dinners and make that a rhythm in your life, amazing. Do it. Like, absolutely do it. But the flexibility in different seasons in life, like we're this past year for us has been a completely different season that both of us have have gone through individually, but then ultimately as, us as a couple as well. And if you are seeking God first, okay, truly, truly, truly seeking first the kingdom of God for you personally, not just as a couple, but for you personally, first and foremost, individually, and then coming together and doing that as a couple, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? And being in right alignment with him, the priorities in your life are going to be, they're going to be changed. They'll be grafted. They'll be molded into what God's priorities are. And so I think that's been a season that he has been molding me in to declutter my life a little bit um, and not even clutter. Maybe that's not the right word, but identifying what's most important and removing the things, being intentional about removing the things to be able to actually spend time with you and Elbel. And, and because I believe as an entrepreneur, we are we're wired to like, first off, if most entrepreneurs have kind of shiny object syndrome where it's like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Let's run. And that's been probably my biggest downfall of like, there's so many great ideas, but they don't have to, you don't have to act on all those great ideas and take back into any decision that you're making. Again, leading your household, leading your company, your employees, whoever that is, is this decision getting you closer to your vision or further away? Because every decision that you make is doing one or the other. So if you're not crystal clear on the vision that you have for your business, for your relationship, that's where you got to start. Start there, get crystal clear on that. And then the decisions that you make from there should be able to be easier to make them in which Ash can be confident that I'm making the best decision for us as a family, whether it's getting us closer to the vision or further away and vice versa. Like when I'm gone, I know as you know, the decisions that she's making, because we've come together, we're, we're clear on the vision those decisions are getting us further away or closer. And I think that's where back to the communication really is important is if you haven't spent time as a couple of doing, you know, what is your vision individually? That's great. But then coming together as a couple and sharing that of like, okay, how can we now fulfill each other's visions, not fulfill, but be the catalyst for each other's visions to move the direction of the meek household or whatever your household is to fulfill the vision and the purpose that, that God has given you. So on that note too, then, as we, again, we've gone through like a number of different seasons um, in particular this last year and kind of where we're heading now, I'd started out like, what advice would you give to any sort of relationship or couple that's in one of them is an entrepreneur, one maybe not. What advice specifically, I guess we'll call it, would you give them and maybe even just get what you guys are saying, but now what, like, is, is there any like practical things that you would give them? Like if you just start to do this, 
first off again, seeking first the kingdom of God. If you're not doing that individually, do that. And then how do you do that as a couple? But any practical things that you would maybe suggest to them to start to walk this thing out? Well, what we did is on Sunday, sit down for 45 minutes and look at your next week and game plan what needs done, who's doing what at what time, and getting it written down. We were talking about this yesterday. I don't like looking at Riley's schedule for months in advance, and I normally do. Like I'm type A. I love my calendar is color-coded. I love it, but it can be overwhelming, and I think that would resonate with a lot of people. So maybe don't look at the whole year. Maybe take it a week at a time to start and see how that goes. And say, okay, this is what Monday looks like. This is what Tuesday looks like. This is, you know, why we're doing it this way. And can you do this and I'll do this? And then this will be the day that we're together or whatever that looks like. But sitting down and planning it out together, never assume that your spouse knows your schedule or knows what's all on your plate. And if you're able to communicate that, you can make tactical changes that week. And I would start there. Yeah, no, that's great. That is great. Because, and actually, this just dawned on me that in any relationship, a great book out there called Rocket Fuel. There's a visionary and then there's an integrator. And some of us have both tendencies. I believe while I am a visionary, I am also an integrator. And so when I look at my calendar for the year, like I have a full one year calendar on my wall. I don't even know how big that thing is, but it's it's big. That gives me like peace when I and see that entire year, like that's the vision. Like we're going to, we got this baby mapped out and then I'm excited to, to go integrate. Like put things in place to make that happen too. Whereas to you, that's completely overwhelming to look like out in like July or August or September and and see all the things that we have going on. And so both of you, I would say, just understand who are you in that relationship? You could be both visionaries where something like that is amazing and you love to do that. Then I would do that together. Right. But then part of communication is also knowing what overwhelms your your partner and what doesn't. And so if that is overwhelming, then dial it back and chunk it down into what makes the most sense. And, and those weekly meetings, um, and they don't happen all the time, right? It's just life happens, but it is true that when they don't happen, things aren't good, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this is us just literally walking this out, you know, over the last few months of, okay, if we can be crystal clear on this is the schedule of for Ellie, this is a schedule when I'm flying out, when I'm back, who's doing what, who's responsible. No different than how if you're the entrepreneur in your company. I mean, it's so key to have those meetings with your employees as well to make sure you know who's responsible for what. If you're running the playbook and we know that the offensive role for the quarterback is different than the lineman and vice versa, and we're fully confident though that that person is running their play in excellence it's, you're going to win. You're going to succeed at that. And so all of that really is communication. So, so the tactical thing for you would be make time to come together, no distractions. If you have it to have your phone, to have your calendar out, that's cool, but don't be texting. Don't be on social media, like be intentional with that time. And I, we've even done it sometimes in the hot tub, mm-hmm. right? We're just talking through like, okay, here's what we got going on. And then you can come out of that huddle essentially and start running the place. So it's good. Another thing is to be flexible, which can be hard for me. I mean, even stuff that's happened today with I picked up a shift at work or LA schedule changed and I already had my workout scheduled for the week. Like 
you're flying out in the morning and I was going to work out, but I'm like, no, I will change my workout time. I'll take, so just have the ability to shuffle things around too. It's nice to have stuff on the schedule. If it doesn't go exactly as planned, have, it's nice to have a plan B or C or don't get so caught up in the details. Just work it out together and have a little flexibility. Yeah, no, that's good. And if you are the one that tends to cause, I would say you definitely are probably the, you give more in this relationship than I give. I can probably say that confidently, meaning like a schedule's adjusting or I need help with this or, and you're amazing at just like, hey, what else can I do? What else can I help with? Which most of the time it's like nothing, but it's it's great that you're, you're willing and, and wanting to do that. And then from the person that is probably more demanding, I'm not, I'm not demanding, but more of just, there's. You have more moving parts than I have. I'm able to shuffle much easier. Yep. But don't get cocky with that. Don't take for granted the other person in that situation or that role, I would say would be good advice for that as well. So, but I think that's like great, just practical to do is if you aren't implementing any of those steps, do that. And then you guys know through the King's Council, well, through our coaching program, we coach on our non-negotiables in in prioritizing the right things. Um, And part of that is in that weekly huddle with your spouse of, hey, these are the big rocks, right? These are the absolute non-negotiables that have to happen this week. While some of the other stuff that can be flexible, like a workout or something like that. Now, if you're training for a bodybuilding show, no, the workout would be the non-negotiable, right? Like it, it, so those are the different seasons in life where it all boils down to that communication. If, if I don't know what your non-negotiable is and, and you don't know what mine is, then that's where breakdown mm-hmm. takes place. If you're not communicating that in a manner that's not in a defensive way or an offensive way, meaning like you're offended, so you're going to lash out, but just coming back to the original playbook of, hey, we talked about this on Sunday, like, is that still good? Are we still, you know, operating from that playbook? I think that would be extremely helpful for people. So that all being said, so one of the things that we had started doing a little bit last year in the King's Council is we had these marriage events. You and I were, we led some of those or were part of the, the leadership team that led some of those. I'm super excited because coming up here, uh, we are no longer leading one of the, because it's kind of comical <laughs> in my opinion, at least. I think you kind of agreed we're like, we are not equipped to lead these things, but it was fun to to really do. And, and I don't think to lead them, it's not like you don't have to have the greatest marriage of all time. What you have to do is just create an environment in which people want to grow and, and continually get better. And so. And I believe we are walking out exactly what we've been talking about today. So to say we're not qualified is incorrect. Sure. We absolutely have. Now, have we been doing it for 10 years? There we go. Absolutely not. There we go. It has been the past year, but the past year, everything that we talked about today, we're living out. Yeah. And it could absolutely see the fruit in our marriage from that. So oh, don't discredit that. The first couple of years, we were not doing it, and we can see what it's like to not do it versus to do it. And so yeah, absolutely. I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, no, that's good, babe, because <laughs> one of the things, the catalyst, and maybe this is a good takeaway for as well, is that putting ourselves in that position, we realize like we have to level up. If I'm going to be coaching on this, I better be freaking dialed in to this thing through that. So taking that risk, putting ourselves out there, I think it allowed us to see those areas of, you know, those holes in our relationship. And then, you know, how do we fix them and how do we make this better? So 
doesn't even have to be in, in your relationship in anything. If you're like contemplating doing something and it's like, you know, it's a risk or you're not sure if you want to be vulnerable and that put yourself in that position, take that risk and put the pressure on yourself. Right. And, and that will ultimately expose what you're made of in that situation. So, but what I was getting at was I'm so excited that we don't have to be leading these moving forward, but get to be a part of just an incredible group, call it a part of the King's council is Christian Edwards. Well, he's our spiritual advisor and his wife, Lucy, and then Caleb and his wife, Shelly, Caleb's director of member relationships. They, along with some other amazing people, business owners, entrepreneurs, pastors that are going to be coming in and teaching at our kingdom marriage advancement that's coming up here May 20th and 21st, right? Sounds right. I believe it's coming up here uh, May 20th and 21st. That uh, is, is going to be epic. We're going to be in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, beautiful little resort area. So I will throw this out there. There's a couple spots open still, and it would be kind of last minute, but if anybody would want to make some adjustments in your schedule and attend that event, just go ahead and text the word marriage to 727-472-3860. Again, marriage to 727-472-3860. And we'll get you some details on that. Maybe Caleb or Christian can hop on the phone and kind of wrap through those details with you. So any final thoughts, babe? All good. All good. All right. Love you guys. We'll talk soon. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. If you loved what you heard, give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also watch this episode and much more on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash King's Council Coaching.